What Neil? This? Uh, the Black Punisher. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, you should. You should because it's funny. Okay, I'll watch it. Okay. But right now I'm having like a quick dinner. Oh, what you eating? You don't want to know. It's, it's uh, Chef Boyardee. You know, he actually changed his name because people pronounced it wrong. He, he, he changed it to be phonetic. I know. That's fine. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> because because Chef Boyardee changed his name? No, because I'm trying to tell you a useless fact, but it's like, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm not, like, blown away by a lot of things. Hello. Hello. Oh. How are y'all? Pretty good. My friends and I, we... we did stuff today. We went to eat at this restaurant called Hula Hands. Oh, uh, okay. I think I've heard of that one. It's It has an out there uh, fusion menu with everything on it. Oh, okay. And then after there, we went to Cabela's and walked around for 90 minutes. Oh, like the sporting goods store? Yeah, they've never been to, been to a Cabela's before, so they're like... Oh, so it's like an experience. Kind of like going to the big bass... The, what's it called? The big bass pro fishing... Something or other. Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that has the waterfall in the restaurant. Yeah, this this one has a waterfall in the restaurant too. Ah, okay. But yeah, we went to we went and fish and, and koi fish in the waterfall. Oh, neat. And it was really nice. Uh, they they had the wildlife wildlife museum there with all the taxidermied animals and. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to see lots of atypical bucks. That's where the that's where the uh, racks <laughs> are are asymmetrical, you know. Yeah. You get more points for a symmetrical uh, rack. <laughs> That's what they're called! I know, I know. I'm just laughing because it, it, we could, re, you know, recontextualize this. I Maybe love a good symmetrical rack. Yes. See, so the, Al- the Alkitty Hawk has to draw something. Oh. Maybe we'll do a comic about that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you have... You have uh, you could do a female Loki wearing that Marvel Comics thing and make a joke about a symmetrical. Uh, I could take, I could just make a Leafield joke, and one boob <laughs> is like the size of a grape, the other one's a grapefruit. Yeah, that's kind of. Oh, did you did you see the did you see the Sailor Moon one? I did. Uh, someone did. Yeah, that was awesome. Here I, I think I still have the link. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Holy what the shit fuck, what's this? Um, Leafield draws Sailor Moon? Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is this really Leafield, or is this just a parody? Oh, it's just a parody. Yeah, it's not not him. Though it's good enough that you thought it for a minute. I love how you don't see any feet. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that the first time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just rocks in the way. (laughs) No, I noticed that immediately. I was like, oh, what? Oh boy! So Neil, looks like next week we're gonna do the uh, crossover lord thingy. Yep, I've been digging up uh, unused, unused uh, drawings and uh, the best of what made it into the comic. Yes, uh, uh, just just so our listeners know, uh, just expect in the next week or so we'll be doing. Uh, uh, you know, Neil and I contributed in a, in a crossover web comic a couple years back called Crossover Lord. Expect a uh, yes behind the scenes. Uh, uh, Behind the scenes, look at it. We'll have uh, we'll have Al Schroeder there, maybe a couple of other contributors, uh, but it'll be Yay. great. We'll talk about all the behind the scenes stuff, some stuff that you might not have known about, some jokes that didn't quite make it, some jokes that that oh my god, why did that make it? 
you, you'll hear it all. Some jokes that were in there that nobody understood. I'm Dave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, people get that one. Yes. <laughs> but but yes, it's expected in the next couple of weeks. It'll, it'll it'll be quite awesome. Yeah. Woo! Uh, oh, th- I forgot about the Sparkling Princess Sugar Puff Symphony. Oh, there's a Green Avenger poster here. Yep. Wow. All this early art by Ida? Mm-hmm. Well, some of those are from directly from her comic. Okay. Well, this will go this will go really nicely into the uh, into the video. Yeah, because we don't have a lot of art by Ida, so I kind of pulled some stuff from uh, her website. Not today, Voltron. Really? <laughs> what character says that? That wasn't my line. I seem to recall trying to veto that. Well, it doesn't even look like Voltron. I know. I I had a different robot, but. You know, I kept saying, you know, draw the feet like like the Valkyries from Macross, and like whoosh, over everyone's head, nobody got it. Like, what's what's Macross? Mm. Oh, one of your oh. best pages. I'm oh, like, okay. Robotech. Well, they, come on, there's, there's Google. They could have just like, I know. Hey, type. That's why you have to do. Go- I'll, let me Google that for you. Oh, here's a nice. Here's two nice Dan pages. There are a lot of nice Dan pages. Dossier and wrestling gear. Yeah. In O3WA on it. No 3WA. Yeah, I should have done a 3WA joke, but I just didn't think of it. But a, but I managed to get like a whole bunch of uh, classic wrestling jokes in that, most of which nobody ever got. They're fighting with the Wiimotes? Yeah, that's from a... Uh, I don't remember what that's from, but uh, I did a I did a picture of DeCian and uh, Green Avenger arguing over Mario Kart. And Abby's like, and he's like, you were throwing Koopa shells at me the whole time. <laughs> the Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World, before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. All right, so we ready for Escaflone? Yes. 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 All right. Escaflone. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello, welcome to the Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about Escaflone. Uh, this is Ben, Benjamin, my co-host, TV Special Someone's poisoned the water hole. And uh, with us again is our favorite guest, uh, Kitty Hawk. Esca. And also one of our other favorite guests, the Chew. Yo. <laughs> and like I said, tonight we are talking about Escaflone. Uh, let me just uh, get the one thing out of the way I wanted to do. Just this is the main reason why I do the show. I ha- only saw the a few episodes of the American Dub on, as it aired oh. on American TV. You know, not even not even the DVD stuff or the direct video stuff. No, it was just as it aired on TV. The TV oh, dub. Man. So let me get out, out of the way. The villain is Sir Isaac Newton. The deadliest son of a bitch in space, sir! Spoilers! 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 
Okay, now that that joke's out of the way, uh, Chu and uh, Kid Yak have, of, of course, seen the most of Escaflowne. Hmm. I've even yep, read yep. some of the manga. It, but I do have one comment about the TV series. The mm. the main female character, Hitomi. Yeah. She's drawn very boyish. Yeah. Um, originally, actually, she had long hair, big hips, and was ditzy. But they decided to take it in a different direction when the director went off to do, I think, G Gundam or something like that. Holy God, not G Gundam. He, let me let me look, <laughs> let me let me double check this because this was cra- this was crazy. I did not know this actually. Um, Kazuki Asane, uh, Kazuki Akane was actually brought in as the second director, and that's when they decided to go in a more shoujo route. But yeah, um, originally Yasuhiro Imagawa was the uh, director. He even like um, gave it the title. And but then he went off to do Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and they decided instead of doing it as a shonen series, they do it as a shojo series. Which later uh, they would Kazuki Akane would say he regretted, and that's why we have the abomination that's the movie. Oh, holy God! No, it's G Gundam. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. The guy who did G Gundam was going to do Escaflone, but then. Um, he went off. He went off to do G Gundam, and um, and I'm actually happy that that ended up happening because the series would have been probably forgettable, and I probably would have just gone. Oh, probably ha- okay. would have had a horse driving a giant robot. That's a horse <laughs> giant robot. <laughs> oh, G Gundam! Why are you so crazy? Give the Netherlands a a a, a, a Gundam that's a windmill. Yep. Windmills then, don't work that way. And then Sailor Gundam, which isn't like Pretty Gundam or something like Nobel that. Nobel Gundam. It's it's actually yeah. It's 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 named after the Nobel Prize, so it has the power to give uh, prizes to people who don't deserve it. Hold on one second. Ah, yeah. I, every time I go by the the model shop, I I always look at that Gundam. And I'm like, I really need to buy that Gundam at some point, but <laughs> just you know, just to have it. But uh, another one I wanted was, well, I did have actually the Escaflone figure that they released when they did the box sets, but... It's a giant robot that turns into a, into a uh, dragon. Dragon! Motherfucker, that's awesome! He's like, yeah! Riding the dragon around, then it turns into a big robot. With a How cape. How can you not like... Yeah, with a cape. With a cape. Yeah, like, everything about the... It, the character does well. I mean, the like the mech designs are really like um, five star stories, like these elaborate pieces of armor that are just crazy and wonderful, very romantic looking. I mean, that's why I really fell in love with this series was because it was like different from. I mean, the only other mech series I had seen up to this point that had a shojo angle was um, Rare Earth when I saw this. And Ray Earth doesn't really put a lot of emphasis on the Mechas. In fact, the Mechas don't really even show up until, like, the end of the first series. So, and then they don't even really show up all that much, which was kind of disappointing. So this was even better because it was like, oh, going to have a robot the whole time. And the girls, the girl, you know, she, she divines and stuff like that. Yeah. So let's talk about the story of... Escaflone. It's about this. Uh, it's about this high school girl that gets transported into a magical world in Gaia. 
Take it, take it from here. Yeah. Well, okay. So she goes. She she's basically she has some divination powers. She's at her school. She's in track, so she's you know athletic. But she also has this power of like divining people's uh, futures, and mostly you know she does love fortunes and and the day that she decides that she's going to confess to her senpai, even though she knows her best friend's in love with her. Well, no, she doesn't know her friend's in love with her senpai at that point. She decides she's going to confess to her senpai, and they decide to have a race. And while this, when this happens, a dragon shows up. And then Van shows up to kill the dragon. And Hitomi gets taken back with him after the dragon has been killed. And, of course, this was like a, a trial for Van to become the king of the, of the, the nation and thus have access to Escaflone. Even though, you know, they hope they can they don't have to use it. But of course, you know, in the first episode, explosions and they they have to use Escaflora. And then it goes from there. And it's basically just your normal like fantasy exploration, but it's got a lot of like mentions of Atlantis, uh, lots of divinations. Of course, we have already mentioned this. You should know this by now. Isaac Newton, which is a really cool twist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not the word I would have chosen for that. <laughs> no, I thought it no, was awesome. I'm sorry. I like. I don't like. Well, no, it's awesome. My it's opinion. Just... My opinion about Escaflowne <laughs> is that people should watch it. I just mm. think it's really stupid. It's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's not really stupid. It's not that stupid. I oh, mean, it's, it's very just... stupid. It's, it's, it's not. Just... More, it's not. No, it's not more is, stupid. The, the reason why I think people should watch it is because it's professionally crafted. It's got oh, yeah. wonderful animation. One of the best soundtracks ever. And obviously a lot of work was put into make, crafting this beautiful, beautiful series. Oh, yeah. Characters are dumb as shit. They're completely unlikable. And they just threw in all the 90s tropes they could and crammed it in there for these really dumb people and these outrageous events. And I, I don't like anybody. It's so dumb. Like, if you start explaining anything that happens, like Hitomi, the main character girl's divination, mm. we're supposed to like her, but she keeps wibbling between Alan and Vaughn for her love interests, and it gets really frustrating after a while. And yeah. there's a point where she's telling one of her friends, uh, who's she's in an arranged marriage that she doesn't want to be in. Mm. So Hitomi knows her divination works. And she yeah. divines that the marriage is doomed. And yeah. she tells her friend everything will be fine. So then the marriage happens and shit is on fire. Like the evil empire invades, shit goes to hell. I'm like, why do I like Hitomi? She hasn't really given me any reason to like her because she's, she. I guess she lied to try and make her friend feel better, but it was a really stupid thing to do when we're like 20 episodes into the series and you already know her powers are legit when they, maybe they were a little hazy on earth. They are for sure legit in Gaia because she used it to find Vaughn when he was kidnapped. And it's just one reason like, I don't like her. Why do I, why should I like her? I don't know why. (laughs) Because she's supposed to be the stereotypical uh, shoujo heroine, which the stereotypical shoujo heroine does stuff like this. She will actually ruin friendships. It's just the stakes are a little higher here. Like, you're supposed to sympathize with her plight of, I'm in love with this guy. 
I really want to be with him, except that the stakes are so much higher here. You kind of hate her for this. Whereas if this was just a normal, like, high school drama, you'd be like, oh, Hatomi, why did you do that? And you wouldn't hate her too much. But here you hate her a lot because, oh, my God, you just you made the whole fucking town catch on fire. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the thing is, is that I understand. Yeah. Speaking for myself, I might still hate her because... Yeah. Whether whether they're in high school or in the magical world of Gaia, an idiot is an idiot. She's supposed to be extremely um, stupid. What's the word? Well, no, the word the word is is average. And so you're supposed like the thing is is that you're supposed to kind of understand her feelings. I understand that like the 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 escalation of the situation does make it worse. But it is an interesting take on this is a love story with robots. And I actually like it because of that. Now, I admit that, like, the romance portion is a little, mm, but I actually, the only thing about the series that I really hated was the ending. The bullshit, I gotta go back home ending, uh, which plagues anime and manga terribly, but that's just the Japanese trope. The whole, they aren't part of this place, go home. Which oh, yeah. always irritates the I, fuck out of me. I, but, I, I'll, I'll accept that sort of thing if, if it's justified for why this person would want to return home. Because um, hmm. I guess spoilers no for the cat for returns. Return. She returns from the, the world of cats because she doesn't want to be a cat. Okay, legit yeah. reason. Um, but here it was sort of, eh, this kind of kind of uh, bullshit. So yeah. she's happier here. But the thing is, is that I say aside from that, I'm okay with the series for the most part. It, it, it follows the same tropes as a romance. It follows the same tropes as a fantasy series. It's just very, it, it probably is very average is what so, I'll give. But I you, won't say that it's utterly terrible. Do you I, like, do you like uh-huh. the gold and silver twin sexual cat, lesbian cat girls? Yeah, I like that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Uh, like, I mean, like, okay, different like, strokes for different, like different strokes for different folks. I love it because it's, I love this series. I want to watch it again with my friends because it's so terrible. Like they put all this money into these ideas, which are insane. Like the fact the, the, the king of everything for this series is that the evil empire has an, a, a device called the fate changing device. So what they do is they have a cat girl make out with a bad guy. So Hitomi will make out with uh, the blonde guy and the black haired guy will get sad and jealous so then Hitomi, who's super lucky, when Hitomi is with the black-haired guy they're, and they're together, they're super lucky and they're hard to kill. So because yeah. Vaughn is sad and then the cat girls get intensified luck blood infused into them and they're super lucky and they kick butt because Vaughn is sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shoujo series. Like, they have, that kind of shit they happens have all the time gun That can change destiny. And yeah, make- it's a series about destiny. It's a series about like how these people have learned to manipulate fate. It's that's part of they the series. I, I mean, I understand that this is not exactly brilliant, but I mean, there are so many series where you you have to like suspend a little bit of disbelief. I mean, good God, anime is like the place where like let's see, drills that can destroy galaxies have occurred. Um, but that was awesome. Yeah, or only children can pilot a uh, big mecha, and they get surrounded by this goo. And there's this one girl 
who's like totally into that goo and she wants to fuck the goo all the time. In fact, she wants guys to fuck her in the goo. What the fuck? I mean, that's Escaflowne. I mean, that's that's Evangelion right there. That's ridiculous. Which girl wanted to fuck in the goo in, in, in Ava? Oh, the girl who was played by Maya Sakamoto in the recent movie. Oh, oh, new girl. Yeah, the new the the Mega Necker. Yeah, like I mean, like I guess wow. when I watch anime, I'm able to kind of suspend some of the stupid because I understand what I'm watching. It's like this is not this is more about a relationship than it is actually about what's going on in the world. It, it's not stupid. It's advanced. Yeah, it's advanced. I understand the. I understand what you're saying. It's not exactly brilliant. It's just a fun watch. I can. I, you oh, can oh, follow what's going on. I will agree that it is a fun watch. It, for I don't know, your mileage may vary. My will for why you think it's fun because oh. it's very watchable. You can understand it. And here's a like beyond the ridiculously high budget or whatever, all the planets aligning to make this series look and sound really brilliant. Is that I like that each episode ends in a cliffhanger. Like they they solve whatever problem was in the episode before. And then they start something, and they're like, no, 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 like what happened? Yeah. And then it makes you want to watch the rest. The problem, my problem is like, you, I do suspend my disbelief for anime, but like it can only extend so far, and not all anime gets an excuse if they're just it's just over and over and over like ridiculousness because it's not really things like the spiral power, like even even that like there's a reason for it. Like, there's a reason why Gurren Lagan is the way it is and what re- what it's referencing and what tropes it's getting around. And there's a there's a clear purpose and a clear message mm. to everything. But, but it, of course, it's absurd. That's what it was made to do. For something like Escafone, for me anyway, it's like, the, if, even, even if you want to argue that the series is about the, the relationship, there's really not a lot to it even then because most of the series, at least half the series, is Satomi not sure if she wants to bang Alan or Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, and then that's, a, likes, that's a shoujo comic. Not all shoujo has to be stupid, though. <laughs> but well, I mean, like, that, that's a typical to... trope. I mean, like, okay, for instance, I can, like, probably name, like, a gavillion shoujo series like that. But it's interesting that they they intertwined it into the series. I'm kind of happy they did something like this. It's just it's I understand what you're saying. Hitomi is not a very likable character, but I actually do enjoy that they they tried to do a series that was about romance and it is very well crafted. You can watch it. The animation is very good. The plot is very watchable. It isn't like some anime where like it's like what the fuck is going on. And it does have a nice, it does sort of wrap up very nicely. The what the fuck moment, though, towards the end where they drop the atomic bomb is like, thank you, Bandai. I needed my um, daily dose of nuclear weapons are bad. Oh, well, uh, thank you for reminding me of that. I forgot. Yeah, that was, that was, that was just, that was actually, that's the part where I just go, what? But well, I understand why it's there. It's because every single like every single fucking Bandai series has some mention that nuclear weapons are bad. It's like, well, not recently. They've actually stopped doing that. I think it was mostly like back in before the two thousands. But the, have- we forgot to mention one thing about Escaflone that Van mm. has wings. Yeah. Yes, he does. It's beautiful. Ask. I was actually going to ask because um, I forgot. Uh, mm. I, why does Falcon have black wings? Because he's dying. And he's also evil and cool. 
Like that's really yeah. the the reason the, the reason in the series is, is that he's dying. But of course, this is meant for this is meant for girls. So of course, he's going to have black wings and be all dark and brooding, and that's that's why. He's, I mean, he has black wings because he's on the bad guy side. Okay, I think yeah. that sort of explains everything. <laughs> I mean, but part part of it is is that they are playing with the tropes. I mean, I guess I'm okay with like when you're just playing with tropes because it's kind of an interesting thing to do. My God, my, you know, it's fine. It's. I will say this, like, I'm not, I'm not against all tropes either because yeah. one of my favorite RPGs of all time is Skies of Arcadia and oh my God, the cliches. But oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that something like Skies of Arcadia is playing with tropes. I think it's indulging fully. And I would say the same thing for Escaflona. It's not playing with anything. It's just using as many as it can. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a mech series that has some shoujo tacked on it. I would say, like, they tried to do romance with it, and you like it was Merle? an interesting cat. <laughs> Merle, is, Merle is your typical cute little little cat girl Ew. who's going to be in the series. She's a mascot. I mean, mascots are meant to be annoying. I mean, sometimes I want to strangle the Japanese voice actors, well, even the American voice actors, of Luna in Sailor Moon. Oh, God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, I mean, eight. yeah, I mean, like, I guess I, I I read a lot of shoujo series, and it's mostly just this, like, it's like, it hits the same points, and it's mostly now I just read shoujo series if they have a nice angle to it. So I guess, like, Escaflone for me is like that. It's a shoujo series with a nice angle. So, and it just happens to be very well animated, has one of the most beautiful soundtracks by Yoko Kano. So I guess that's why I say, I understand that you're saying it's stupid. I'll agree that there are some stupid parts to it, but it, it's like one of those series that it's not offensive. It's not like, oh my God, let's sit down and let's watch this. This is horrible. Like you're describing. I would not describe this series as like one of those. Like if you want really fucking terrible from Bandai, Tideline Blue is one of the most fucking worst series you can watch and it's supposed to have a love story and it's supposed to have this story of passing on the torch and it's got everything in it and that i would say is a terrible ass series this is pro very average Ex you know down the middle nice watch but not something you're going to be like oh -ho, this is stupid as fuck even with isaac newton and mukes how about that part at the end where, with Isaac where Isaac, Isaac Newton, Newton is actually pretty awesome. The, the opposite and equal reaction chamber, and Falcon stabs him, and the tip of his katana flies out from the back of Isaac Newton and kills him. That's fine. That's that's like a that's a total. That's something I can I can total, imagine. No, that's, some, total, that's a total trope. That's fine. I'm fine with that because it's the whole. He was going to die anyway. You know he was going to die. It's. He oh yeah, he knew he was gonna die. die. I'm just saying dead. that that sort of scene, like I could be describing any given movie that they watch in Mystery Science Theater, like that. Oh, actually, I could, I could also like Dwarf. okay, like uh, let's Red see, Dwarf, Saints. really. Let's see. I could actually <laughs> but, name several anime that have this too. But the thing is, is like I said, this is an average series. It does what it has to do. It gets there. And I, sound, I, I like and overly I negative. I actually thought it was pretty cool. I thought it because. Isaac Newton went crazy towards the end of his life with divination. So it's kind like of cool to bring it in. At that point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying he went crazy and went into divination. Like, I mean, I'm okay with historical figures being used in this way. 
it's fine. Like, oh, he died, but actually he went to Gaia. Okay, that's fine. I'm in for this. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I guess for like, it, it's fun and ridiculous in like a popcorn sense. Like, yeah. because I do think it's very watchable because I'm not going to recommend like a series that I actually think is really fucking like heinously, heinously awful oh, where I think it's like oh. offensively bad. I don't think Escafolina is offensively bad because I just think that the ideas and the story and the characters are really dumb, but it's oh. fun to watch because it's so well made and it's, okay. you can follow it and you can understand it. But for me, I'm like, what the shit? And okay. as, this is speaking as someone like as a kid, I grew up and I was, entrenched in Sailor Moon. I mm. love the hell out of it. I know and, and then, like then, then, okay, so you'll say you'll say it's but, but, but you'll but, say Sailor but, Moon is okay. But but the second you try to explain it at all to anyone who doesn't know anything about it at all, yeah. you'll realize that it's incomprehensible. Okay. Uh let's describe Sailor Moon. Uh Moon Princess comes to Earth and then Moon? fight why? They lived on the moon. How? Yeah, but I'm just saying. You you How? just got done saying. This hold, is hold on, hold on. Hold I think on, I think we're getting a little too heated here. Just got done saying that this is all ridiculous, and then you bring up Sailor Moon, which, OMG, let's go. Let's talk about the ridiculousness here. I mean, like, ridiculous. why are they living on the moon? Who yeah. are these people? But the thing is, is like that, like, I, I think you're taking this way too literally. I think you're just thinking of this way too literally. You're not putting your anime brain on. Because let's be honest, a lot of anime, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to put that out of my brain. Let's not think about that. Let's just move on. And this Escaflone, like all anime, has that in it. You're just like, okay, I can buy that there's another planet floating around Earth. Like, let's talk about that. Is that ridiculous? Yes, it is. It's a, it's a fantasy series. It and and I automatically translate to retarded, though. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Come Good on, man. No. What about sports? That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's all right. 
Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. And now, back to the show. I think we're all getting- a little heat oh. in here. Let, let's let's let's. I think, I think you just said something a little too far. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do like fantasy series. Like I love, I love something like the Magnificent World of El Hazard. It's one of my favorite anime series, and I will. <laughs> that has one of the most bullshit endings. Which one? Like, Wait, like there's the many series. It just sort of ends. It just goes okay back on Earth, and then she sh- and then like if Rita shows up, it's like. No, there's a there's a closed time loop there. Did you miss that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, as like, oh, like El Hazard I'm is not ridiculous. defending any of the other El Hazards. It's only the yeah. seven episode OVA because they spun off and made all this other crap that doesn't make any sense. It's really derivative. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's a fantasy world, and Makoto is a little is a little bitch until about the end, and like. Okay, and like you could complain about uh, Makoto most of the time and his um little companion slash childhood friend, I guess, who was annoying as fuck. But um, I'm just saying... The girl? Uh, yeah, who, yeah uh, the girl. Uh, the yeah. Uh, Jinai sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, that series is not exactly the, the height of prose. I'd call it probably average. Like, it's, it's like, if I have to rank it in fantasy series, I'd probably put it about average. Well, it had, does have some things that don't make any fucking sense, like... Yeah, so, like, okay. I, hang on. It has things that don't make any sense, like evil... Like, uh, Queen Diva being the... This busty lady being the queen of the bugum. Whatever. But it does have a contained world. It has an yep. ending that does make sense and is is uh, is set up to make sense from the very start of the series. Makoto yep. is very average, like Hitomi, but isn't wishy-washy, doesn't flip around between love interests and doesn't lie um and 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 there's no uh and there's basically there is like a there's like a moral analog character but she's also isn't jealous and have the hot she isn't like resentful and jealous she's a, a flaming lesbian and she's basically the the cutesy moral character and they also have a cute animal mascot but the animal mascot has a purpose and right. then when in terms of villains, you have Jinai, who is revealed where he has a great line who says a great conqueror doesn't want to destroy the, the country that he wants to conquer. He just wants to control it. But, so they have characters whose motivations make sense and everything. Oh. And I'm not even saying that Escafulment doesn't make sense. It does make sense. But oh. some of the like it gets so absurd, like go- golden, silver, twin cat girls who are really oh, come kinda, on. And, you're gonna harp on that that's awesome i actually love that <laughs> like, come on who doesn't love wincest le- leopard twin sisters i mean come on i don't i just uh, said uh, I unipuma yeah and also <laughs> i mean like I, I, I get what you're saying and i think what you're saying is is that you you prefer the more shonen type uh fantasy series and you don't like as much fan servicey stuff, which, by the way, Escafone was going to be fan servicey as fuck, apparently. But because it went shoujo, they didn't 
I think the Leopard Twins might actually be a leftover from when it was a more fan servicey series. That's that's straight from Unipuma. Anna and Unipuma. Yeah. But yeah, so so like the thing is is I understand what you're saying and I would say like yes, Elzard is a lot better. But the thing is is that it's still like in the yeah, it's kind of above average, above average. I mean, it it's I enjoyed it. Even Elzard is in the category of like this category where you have to say um you have to know who you're trying to show it to. You like I El Hazard is and even Escafoiner are kind of like on the cusp of like I can show this anime to everyone without having to preface it by saying oh, yeah, this is an anime. There's only yeah, a def- few series where you have you um you can't preface it. But like um when I was ragging on the the Twin Cat Girls, it's like my complaints don't begin and end with like twin cat girls who are like oh no kind of lesbian whatever because whatever i've been around the block i know the deal i <laughs> i know i'm familiar with fan service i mean i grew up with oh my goddess i love uh golden boy you know freaking el hazard and gurn lagan have hot springs episode what the hell doesn't have a hot springs episode mm. it's just like Escafone is a really strange thing for me because it's so finely crafted but then the ideas they use are like I, I imagine like a board meeting where they all gathered around and everybody brought their ideas and they accepted all of them. Actually, it's because what happened is, is the director changed. It really all goes back to that. It, um, it was originally written by this other guy and it was a shonen series. So a lot of the shoujo's, maybe it's because like the shoujo stuff doesn't jive as much just because it's being tacked on. But well, there... I actually think they did an okay job integrating it in. But that's just my opinion. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Hitomi actually teach Van how to use divination? Yeah. And he used it himself in a fight? Yes, he did. Actually, she did. When he was blind, when he couldn't fight uh, with his eyes, he actually had to fight, like, using the force. Because <laughs> he didn't have yeah. a cigarette, like y- Yusuke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, that, that actually did come up. In one of the um, in one of the episodes. And uh, Van, isn't he isn't he like ostracized even if he's royalty because he has wings because the winged people were like a cur- they destroyed the world. Yes. Yeah, but his daddy banged one, so yeah. That's well, funny. you know that's, that, that's usually that's a tro- that's a trope in fantasy. Oh, I'm in love with the thing my people hate. This is not going to go badly at all. Oh no, it went terrible. What could go wrong? <laughs> always goes wrong don't ever fuck the beautiful maiden you found out in the middle of the forest in a uh pool of water with wings jesus christ just run away (laughs) okay so it's actually all van's dad's fault because he banged the draconian got some draconian poontang you know the hell (laughs) Well, he shouldn't have done it, but he did it. For all my ragging on it, I think whether you like it or dislike it, I think whoever watches this is in for a roaring good time. Like, yes. Because either either you really love it and because you love everything and you think I'm an idiot, you're going to like it. And even if you agree with me and think it's dumb, you're going to like it because it's fun. Because so who gives a shit? If I if I really wanted to rag on something that I I actually hate, because I don't hate Escafone, oh. I hate 
I'd be even more vitriolic than I am now. I just get really pumped when I'm arguing about no, something. No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. I get I get pretty pumped too. Um, but I will. I think we can both agree that the Escaflone movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like Delandau and uh, Vine going boing and shooting like green energy or something from their foreheads. Uh, <laughs> she's she's like suicide <laughs> Hitomi is like suicidal and like and like it's all dark and and I remember watching this and going the fuck is going on why is this like this has gone totally different like they got rid of Isaac Newton and they, they and then it's just sort of like she's a wing goddess and and then stuff happens and then lasers and it, it, it made absolutely goddamn no sense. And it's because the director got made fun of because he had decided to go with the shojo angle with the TV series. He decided, I'm going to go full on shonen. Except Balls to the walls. <laughs> he went except on the show. He went, he went how bad way beyond been. shonen and into something very, really stupid. Because it, <laughs> it just it made no sense. It was dark for no reason. Why is she suicidal? I don't know. Also, I, I think the character designs took a downgrade because one of my okay. favorite jokes from one of my favorite, par- like, I guess my favorite parody, the only one I've seen of Escafolino, mm. which is um, they show Falcon from the movie and there's an off-screen guy who says, are you playing with your David Bowie mask again? Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Because yeah. he looks just like the Goblin King. He's got this weird hairdo. I'm like, what is going on? I know it's just it just I I watched that movie and I was just like what the fuck because it was it was it didn't need to be it didn't need to be made and the thing is is that they wanted to go more with they told Nobuteru Yuki make him more shonen looking and then they tried to uh, make it um, more like his style and it just didn't work because it was just ugh just looked. It didn't well, they, all, they all look like they had these soulless eyes that they were staring at you with, and you're just oh, like, yeah. Crazy. They had these giant eyes that had like five white shines in them, and it just made it like, where's the soul here? This is like a creepy doll that's like staring at me. And they all these huge puffy lips, and it didn't translate Holy well. Holy shit! Uh, so, you see, you seeing that now? You seeing that? That is, that is like what the. F- Oh, and then, like, wasn't there, like, a princess? They added, like, some princess or something? Yeah, there's some girl who's hanging out with Falcon, I think. And yeah. I don't really remember what she did, except, like, look like a girl next to him. She was she was <laughs> supposed to be, like, her his diviner or something like that. And uh, she was, like, there to replace the, the leopard twins. So there you go. The leopard twins get kicked out and get replaced by a creepy blind woman who doesn't really do anything in the series. I have to say, given the choice between crazy and boring, I choose crazy because I don't know if anybody's looking around and you're like, oh, maybe I don't need to watch the whole Escafona series. Maybe I can just watch this movie. Don't watch the movie. Do not watch the movie. <laughs> don't, also, don't. don't read the manga. I read some of the manga. It's it's like the pacing is terrible. It like goes on forever. Is I tried the, the anime based on the manga. No, actually, the anime is the original. Um, In a lot of Bandai series, actually, the anime is usually the original, and then they'll just produce manga because, you know, why not? Let's make some money. And I read the shonen, the more shonen one, which actually had the the original curvaceous uh, Hitomi, 
And uh, then I then I read the more shoujo one, and neither of them are very good. Mm. Just sort of, ugh. El Hazard Syndrome. What's the original? Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, oh, because it, everything it, else is horrible. Tenchi Muyo Syndrome. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Is he ever going to end up with anyone? No. <laughs> no need for an Archie complex. I actually need to w- <laughs> watch the uh, watch the other series that uh, that director who did Escafoni and Tenchi Muyo did recently. Uh, it was like a couple of years ago. I'll find it later. It's a, another Mecca series. Mm. But yeah, like Escafoni, I'll say like read the watch the TV series. It's a it's very well animated. The series is. It's it's average, I'll admit, but I actually enjoy it because like it makes sense and it actually like the ending I would say is probably the only part where I will just say complete bullshit. But then again, I'll say that about Princess Mononoke uh, over and over and over, like bullshit, bullshit. Why are they not together? Oh no, because they're from different worlds. Well, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I agree with that because. Even though I got really pumped and and rude about it, like like I said before, like I said before, no matter what side you fall on it, I do think that people should watch this series at least once to see what you get out of it, because you're not going to be bored. You're either going to love it or you're going to think it's ridiculous, but you're not going to be bored. It's really beautiful, and it was important to a lot of people in the 90s. So you could be doing a hell of a lot worse. You might as well watch it because you'll at least be able to follow the story from beginning to end, and everything will make sense, even though it's crazy. Um, And I do think that the ending is bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. I I think that maybe in that case, maybe other cases, some directors feel like that this always happens, so I have to do it too, but then they don't give a good reason for it. And like, why doesn't she just fucking stay? Like, because there's this, because it's a trope in, in a lot of Japanese stories about how you have to accept the world that you're from. You have to accept, like, this is how things are. And it's one of the, well, there are many Japanese tropes that I do not like. And this is one that I particularly hate with a passion because it usually ruins a lot of good series. And I, I just immediately started thinking of, like, other storytellings and in, in, in Japanese things, I'm like, oh wait, that one's kind of archaic. The double suicide. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I was the like, older, that's the older version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my eyes just sort of like drifted over to a, a book I had from college about Japanese <laughs> theater. I'm like, oh wait, I think that would have been a really bad ending for Escobar. <laughs> yeah, I think they modernized the, the ending. You know, the we can't be together, so let's commit suicide. To well, let's just go back home. Ah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, actually, that's a that's a pretty good revelation right there. That's that trope reborn in the modern age. They don't kill each other, or yeah, they don't die. They just leave. And so sometimes when they subvert it, it gets worse because with uh, because with Inuyasha, oh, it, it, it ended like that with oh they can't be together, and then as soon as soon as Kagome graduates high school, then all of a sudden the time portal opens up again one more time to let her through. Just because she has a high school diploma, she can now. Go back to the past. She couldn't well, until she was 18. It's partly because, well, well, there's partly a, the editor probably said something along the lines of, it's important for children to graduate from high school, so go ahead and put that in there. I can see an editor doing that because there's been a push for that. Uh, the other thing is, is that Rumiko Takahashi had to actually end a fucking series with a happy ending <laughs> instead of the Ranma one half ending. One day they'll get married. Maybe. Well, can't you show me that? No. 
Fuck you, Rumiko. Not even. <laughs> like, I think people would have been happy with like a fruit basket cop out where there's like not fruit basket wasn't even a cop out. Fruit basket was a, a, a real ending. But like, if they had like a blurry photo on a desk and then there's a grandchild asking about oh, like yeah. Toru and Kyo, like gra- Grandma Toru and Grandma Kyo, even something like that would have been better. But... Well, or another way to do it is the the uh, more stereotypical way where he was reborn into the modern world. And they can be together there, which was the ending. Well, even though like it's technically a storybook world, that was what happened in Fushigi Yugi. Well, that's like, the same. That's the, yeah. that's the same as the Mahromatic ending, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it kind of, and, and I guess in the Fushigi Yugi one, it, I wasn't very happy with it, but I was at least happy they were together. So it was like, okay, this is better. But oh, oh, I forgot to mention something about Escaflone. Maya Sakamoto's first uh, first series, well, not really her first series, but her first big series, and I love Maya Sakamoto, so it was like I fell in love with her because of this series, because of the uh, the intro song and some of the other songs that she did. So yay, Maya! She was the she played Hitomi and did the the main theme, which has the best use of bagpipes ever. Ever. <laughs> That's a good Ever. theme song. Although there's that one, it's the back part part where like you hear the TV part, like the series, the part the FCC put in the series, and then there's like an interlude with bagpipes, and then the second part goes on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, put out, they put out the bagpipes for TV, which I was like, no, but you know, they're gonna. <laughs> I, I'm sure like they had their reasons. I would say the number one use of bagpipes in a in a cartoon is uh it's hilarious because it once you notice it, it you can't take it seriously anymore is Macbeth and gargoyles because whenever he pops out there's this oh, bagpipe that goes, <laughs> well that, that like, kind of that, that's that's understandable there here it was just sort of like okay bagpipes i'm i'm on board i do really like that theme song it's a nice theme song i have a soft spot for it <laughs> It's a really good um, theme. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a, and of course, Yoko Kano. Yoko Kano, who was actually not, hadn't really actually done a lot of anime series. Like, she'd done the Macross series and I think like, a couple others uh, by this point. She was mostly a game um, composer before, before all this. And it's actually one of, it's actually a really good. Um, a good uh, soundtrack, not one of her best, but um, but definitely fits the mood, and I, I still listen to it occasionally. All right, uh, any other last thoughts on Escaflone? Uh, I hope to God that there's no reimagining of Escaflone at any point because um, the movie was fucking terrible and the manga was pretty terrible, and I'm sure that there are better things to be working on now. Oh man, now I'm now I'm wondering like because Sailor Moon's coming back that way, I'm like, would I watch it? Would I oh watch? my god! Oh would my I god! Watch? We forgot to mention one thing. Uh-oh. Guess who? Guess who? Um, who who produced the Fox Kids version of um, Escaflone? Who? Heim Saban. Oh. <laughs> it explains it all. The rocking tunes now make sense because it's like, oh, it's Saban. Sorry, I, I I just saw that and I was like, we can't go without mentioning that Haim Saban strikes again. Oh, yeah. There's another thing we can agree on in terms of Escaflame. Like, 
I'm pretty lax about dubs, especially now because you're pretty much going to get a pretty good production. Yeah. Avoid the English dub like the plague. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, like that's and not they, even an option. Don't don't do yeah, it. Like, unfortunately, Escaflone was uh, dubbed around the time that they were trying to take girls series and make them boys series. See card captors. Um, oh god. So there was like. It was definitely cut to hell and back, and then the dub was just like lazy. Oh man! Now that I think about it, or when you say that, it's like they took a shonen series, made it a shojo series, and then they tried to make it a shonen again. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just made it horrible chimera <laughs> at the end, okay, where you okay. just like get the flamethrower, get the flamethrower. Okay, you gotta keep this going. Okay, someone get the movie and let's try to make it shojo, and then we'll try to make. Oh god, we gotta keep this going. Let's see so what we end up with. So they take a shonen series, they make it into a shoujo series, the Americans make it into a shonen series, and then they take the shoujo-like shonen, shoujo-like shonen series, and then they make a movie that's more shonen again. So it just keeps flipping. Oh, and, and at the end, it'll just be Futa. Oh, God, no. I'll be fine with that. Everyone's a Futa! All right! Yeah! You're not even you're not even joking. What about the Landau? Oh yeah! All oh, right, yeah. we're almost there. That could we're be canon. There. That could be yeah. totally canon. You don't know how how much better did she get by the end of the series? Oh <laughs> like, god! We didn't even talk about the Landau. I totally I totally missed this. The Landau is awesome because he's actually a chick named like who's Selena, who's the sister of Alan, who's the the guy that Hitomi was in love with, the blonde haired guy. And like that was just like I just fucking love that because it was just like he went crazy. He got turned into a guy because of luck power, and he's crazy because of it. I mean, that's wonderful. I love that. That's just stupid crazy fun. <laughs> I that's a pretty. That's, that's come stupid, on, come on. Stupid, At the end stupid, of no, 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 no. Stupid crazy fun. I can agree with this because yes, it I, is. I enjoy it because I'm like, oh my god, you have to see this. <laughs> Oh my god! Towards the end, towards the end of Escaflone, I do it. I, I will admit, it got a little crack, but I love it because it's like, all right, how do we make this? How do we make this ridiculous? All right, I've got it. Delandell's actually a chick, and there's leopard twins. Let's go. It makes me wonder. Like, I, I was. It, I guess it was kind of vague. I wasn't sure if the Landau was doing some sort of Sailor Stars thing where he was flipping sexes or if he was just a chick the whole time. Yeah, there was actually like a resurgence of um, of like the whole gender bender stuff around that time. So it could very well be like a like, oh, let's just throw that in because it's popular right now. Kind of like traps are popular right now and incest is really popular right now. Maybe maybe it was maybe it was a home an homage to uh, to. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, it could honestly be. That's a really that's really good with Ozma. Yeah. And for that people is... who don't know, Neil, do you know about this? Oh, lesbian princess. Yeah, I do. I don't. <laughs> Explain it to me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. This, this is, is in the I'm original mad. Laws books, by the way. Yeah. This is why I'm so mad at the new movie, even though I'm going to go see it, because um, it's Raimi. Uh, it's the books that happened after Return of Oz and all that had Ozma this princess who was turned into a boy Named and then Pink. she turns back she gets turned back into the princess and she's lesbian with dorothy <laughs> it's wow. awesome it's like 
whoa, why are we not doing it? They kind of did it in the Japanese anime series, but I want, I was like, come on, you've got a book with a lesbian um, transgendered princess. Come on. You could do this. It'd be awesome. Everyone would go see it. You've sold me on this. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So that's Escaflone in a nutshell. We got a little heated here, but we're still friends at the end. So yay. Yay. Hey. All right, then, Neil, any thoughts? Um, I, I no. <laughs> if you haven't seen Escaflone, you should watch it. You can't lose. You, yeah, you literally it's, it's, can't lose. I <laughs> saw the dub. I lost. That's the only way you can lose, then, is if you watch the dub, because no one likes that. No one. Oh, get drunk and watch the dub. You'll have a good time. All right, so this is your host, Ben. <laughs> With TV's Riff Neil. Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. Transgender Magical Girl meets Norse Gods. You'll love it. SGVY.com. And I'm Chu, the foul-mouthed author of Slightly Damned. <laughs> and we're saying goodnight. Good night. for getting so excited oh no 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 that's okay i actually like it when it gets like that because then we're not like just sitting here going yeah it's good series yeah it is <laughs> yeah i mean i admit that it isn't like you know shakespeare but i would say that it's like in the average category you like, know I, I, I never like that phrase i never like that phrase it's not exactly shakespeare because shakespeare is not exactly shakespeare but what I'm it's a it's a turn of phrase, so I'm gonna use it. I I know but the same what, reason I say, Oh my god, or Jesus Christ in heaven. <laughs> but oh uh, okay. that reminds me, uh have you read the latest Oh My Goddess yet? Oh, is there a new one? Not the latest what, what's, latest. What's, what's the very latest one? Because I we're, been... basic, we're basically uh Keiichi says, Oh yeah, yeah, she she totally neutered me, but I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think I saw that one. Yeah, like what the bullshit? And she's a stalker. Yes, stalker. Oh, yeah, she's a fucking stalker. Oh, man, I was tweeting like crazy when that happened. This is basically like Bell Dandy loading up YouTube and like watching Katie on season, oh, like, God. Her, like closed circuit media. Like, this is just getting creepier. Eat that corn dog, Katie. Eat it. Oh, <laughs> God. You it's can like do this. it. Like do this. your best. <laughs> what the hell like okay I'll, I'll say this about about it like i've seen some fucked up endings this might if it goes if it gets even more fucked up it might win most fucked up ending of a series i i, I, I will say one thing i do pref i do like when it shows bell dandy's mom and she has she she, she has a, l a little bit of a wider hip you know oh i do like bell dandy's mom i'm actually happy they brought her into the series but this whole you can't actually be in love. We we brainwashed you, and then, and then this whole, um, 
I don't know. It's just, and then the whole, like, I've been watching you since the beginning. It's like, oh, can't you see? You belong to me. That, yeah, I, yeah. I knew a cr- creepy stalker woman who liked that song. Um, I, I gotta say that that's one of my favorite, uh, it's one of my favorite, uh, Songs when I am playing Team Fortress too. Oh. I think everyone knows about my uh, psychological warfare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, just oh my goddess is I, I'm I'm I think he's gonna end it at three hundred because this just sort of feels like the let's wrap this up, let's let's kind of get this going. But it's I'm just watching this and I'm going what uh, what. What you just turned this from super from the super cute kind of uh, like Ozzy and Harriet series with some fighting to creepy town, and also that girl like the girl in the past is she like sealed away for forever? I, I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill Dandy's mom has some junk in the trunk, Neil. Yes, yeah, she, she definitely does. Because they they opened up a portal where she's showing up in hell. And uh, and she gets stuck because of her butt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When you hit yeah, your thirties, you start like, liking that a little more. <laughs> I do like that they showed Bell Dandy's mom, but it feels so last minute. Like, I like yeah. the I like the I like the the uh, the fight between her and Hill. That was kind of awesome. But I am happy that they actually brought her in, like before the end, because there was always that question of like, well, okay, what does Bell Dandy's mom look like since we've seen Erd's mom? So it's kind of nice, but it's like, I, I, I kind of feel like he's trying to get some, like, points for doing something creative towards the end, except it's just coming off as creepy. It's super uh, creepy, because I, I didn't know how much creepier was going to get from the mind neutering, and then Casey said he was okay with it, and yeah. then Val Dandy said that she was watching him on stalker tube since before he met him and I'm like how could this get even worse are we gonna find out that bell dandy's actually his mom or something okay. we, okay. we met his mom his mom is awesome that okay. was her in an alternate form using her time powers and i don't know <laughs> okay. you know what you know what i've got i've got it i've got it um it's it's the show of true love. It's like this is what this is what Fujishima believes is true love between two people, a super controlling person and a weak, um, brainwashed person. You know Ultimate what? The, the, pers- the person who wrote uh, My Fair Lady thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, in My Fair Lady, well, I- the original the original story. The the uh, guy and the girl do not end up together because because the the author actually wrote I do not believe two strong people can be together because they're too strong for each other. Well, it was also it was a it was a it was sort of a story about like how the poor if they just get off their ass they they could do something with their life. So it was sort of that kind of story. Like the fact that people think it's a romantic story is like. It's not a romantic story. It's saying this this poor person is a piece of shit and needs rich people in order to fulfill herself. That's not exactly romantic at all. I, but, you know, I got I got to be honest. I never know like my fair lady, anyways. Yeah, well, it's 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 it's, it's just this. I, I enjoy it too, but it's just you know, like I can see like they added the the end the the happy ending because 
yeah, it, you know, the original message was not popular. Neil, I'm still going through this crossover Lord stuff. You had a, you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I had a lot of high res stuff. I still had all of my stuff, and I, I think I have some of Dan's. And uh, oh, I, I love how you have a dossier used pocket sand. Yeah, that was from that was from a part of the fight that we never used. Oh, that was awesome though. Yeah. You all know what pocket sand is, right? No. One second. Uh, oh, jeez. Pocket sand. Just why? It's like I <laughs> couldn't I couldn't figure out where she got it from or what what you know where it came oh. from, so I just <laughs> never used it. So. Oh, pocket sand. That's yeah. awesome. It was super effective. I gotta remember that. Except I'll replace it with something caustic. Well, actually, you shouldn't do that because that's the one thing that Gorilla Glass on phones isn't immune to is sand in pockets. Mm. You know, no, what I'm saying is, is like, use something a little bit more powerful than sand. Uh. Yay! Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, well, I guess if you kept that pocket, like, just filled with sand... <laughs> It's, that is that's pretty good. But yeah, it's, I, I love it how Neil has in the Dossian versus the Green Avenger fight in Crossover Lord. Mm. Dossian throws dirt into Abby. <laughs> yeah, but the it, thing is, she doesn't have pockets, so that's a problem. So, so <laughs> yeah. there's no pocket sand. The, yeah. Neil, if you knew about this King of the Hill clip, would you have actually had her shout pocket sand? I, I don't know. I would have. Because the, the whole can, point I was that, like, that, yeah. that, now, now that, that Dossian fights dirty. Sand away. You're gonna use pocket sand? Probably at some point. I mean, I like that idea. I want to yeah, like, keep that in mind too. <laughs> yeah, because like it's 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 like you know I used to have like the bank of like funny Simpsons things that were said or something like that. This is this is like definitely up there with. Uh, they call me the Ice Man. Oh yeah, well they called me Mister Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this sick. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, but that that mm-hmm. fight was just like ten straight pages or so of just dirty fighting. The two of them, like, there's there's one point where Das's face gets slammed into the, into the floor, and after, after Abby throws her with like a quadruple somersault, it was really insane. That's that's it's like, like, it's like it's okay. I landed on my head. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was a different scene, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, I've got something to show you. I just remembered this. Me? Oh, it's not. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it's on the other machine. Hold Is on. Is it the receiver? It's uh, it's boobs, floating boobs. Okay. Oh, this uh, in response to the other day. Yeah, yeah. This this is actually one that I came across. This this is a pretty good example of how, like, because they're they're stretched out. Oh, like, this oh, is what I just picture. About. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here, chapter six, number six. All right. This is a new series I found. It's actually pretty cute. Um, it's uh, Ron to Hairo no Sekai. Let's see here. Page six. So having two machines kind of makes things difficult. There we go. Wait, that not there. There we go. See, because they're pulled. They're more like there's a little bit of floating up at the top, but the way that they're kind of pulling out. And sort of like there's like some innuations in how the uh, the breast fat works. You can see on that uh, the her right boob, which would be the viewer's left. I think it's trying to make a getaway. 
Yeah, that's how boobs, that's how boobs work in the water. They want uh, to get away. They want to be free. I want to break free. Yeah, like this is I actually like this artist. Like the series is kind of cute. It's about a little ten year old girl who well actually I think she's like a little younger than that. And she gets mad she has magical shoes and she can become older. And her mother is a magical sorceress. Interesting. It was kind of weird at first, but I actually kind of got into this. Mama kind of helped with that. Mama? Yeah, she, she's a guy, the girl that is in this picture. Didn't mean to make you cry. If I can come back again tomorrow. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Doesn't really matter. <sighs> okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> hey, come on, Neil. You know the words. I know the words. I see uh, the little silhouette of a man. Scalaboo, scalaboo. Will you do the fondango? From the book. <laughs> Galileo, 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 Figaro. Let's go. I'm just nobody loves. You can tell I did this a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get every guest to say one word from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and then put it together. <laughs> At the end of the year, just put it together. I, I think Neil's not impressed. Nah. <laughs> it, it, I think mainly because he knows this is my psychological warfare on Team Fortress. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, well, sometimes the server joins joins in with me. Well, why not? It's fun. Especially with Bohemian, or if I'm doing, um, oh, what's it called? You know, if I'm doing Journey, if I'm doing Journey, the whole server joins in. Oh man, you should do a show about this Twilicorn bullshit that's been happening with on. Um, have you done a My Little Pony episode yet? Like the, the new series? Um, we did the we did the Derpy Gate episode. Oh yeah, we did Derpy Gate. We should talk about Twilicorn, which is possibly one of the stupidest things that. I mean, My Little Pony is pretty stu- like stupid sometimes, but this is just. What the fuck? I'm, I'm oh, curious. Kid, uh, I've watched the first two seasons, but I haven't watched any of the new ones. Okay. Um, what is the Twilicorn thing? Okay, so basically, it, it looks like Hasbro only gave a third season because um, they it was doing pretty well, and so they only did 13 episodes. And it, what it looks like, okay, so they took what could have been a pretty good episode, which was about like the ponies' cutie marks have all switched up, and then tacked on the end. Spoiler alert. Uh, Twilight is becoming an alicorn princess. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And so, wow. she, uh, because she solved the mystery or something like that. So, Celestia thinks she's ready to become a twi- uh, an alicorn princess or some bullshit like that. And so, she becomes an alicorn princess and they had a, um, they had this entire, like, coronation thing for her and it's like, it feels like this is the end of the series. But now they're actually going to do a fourth season and that Equestria Girls bullshit where they're human, but they have their pony skin tones. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm now wondering what the hell's going to happen with fourth season now that Twilight's an alicorn princess. Are they going to make it so that, oh, I can just hide my wings and bring them out when I need them? Like like, uh, Van. Yeah. Except (laughs) this is like what... But but you're an alicorn princess, and now you're actually physically taller than the other ponies. Oh. Oh, the yeah. oh, Kitty Hawk, I put a link in the chat. I think you'll. I, I don't think I've ever got your response on this. What, what, which Adventure Time? 
Uh, Live action Adventure Time. Oh man, this is gonna be hilarious. Oh man, have you seen have you seen the latest Lemon Grab episode of, of Adventure Time? Not yet. Oh god, it is the creepiest fucking thing I have ever seen. It's called All Your Fault. Oh my god, so much screaming and so many creepy images. I I fucking loved it. It was awesome. Well, but what do you think of this? Do you think this fits the spirit of Adventure Time? It fits the adventures of uh, of fans. Oh man, it definitely is like trying to do the Adventure Time thing. It's thinking kinda... about a uh, Twilight Corn. I'm like, oh, is now this is a weird like race angle here where like alicorns are like superior or something. Well, like that's my whole issue with My Little Pony is like it seems like unicorns rule over everyone along with alicorns. Pegasus do like the maintenance work and then the earth ponies are used as labor to do like farming, making, you know, food for everyone. It definitely has this like weird like the ponies are all in like servitude feeling to it. And like unicorn, oh, and unic- they revealed in this season that unicorns can live forever because uh, they keep casting a spell that makes them younger. Oh, uh, so yeah, so there's definitely this classist stuff going on. So the whole communist pony movement has some ammo. So what? Do you, so what? What do you think of that Adventure Time video? I really like. I like how they had the big, the big arms, the flappy arms. They they actually did a really. Um, it's actually a really cute job. I mean, is the guy with the mustache supposed to be the dog? Yeah, because you know it's supposed to be like his jowls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be Jake. But yeah, the latest episodes of Adventure Time have been creepy as fuck, and I highly recommend them. But so this is a pretty good interpretation of Adventure Time. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's a, it's a, um, I, I like that they decided to do a little live action one. I, I'm pretty impressed with like, you know, the, you know, the graphics aren't that great, but <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a fan piece and I actually think it's pretty cool. You like the big the muscle play. arm? Yeah, the big <laughs> muscle arm is, that is, that is pretty hilarious. Um, it's also funny to think like, this is actually what's happening when you see in the show, like when people get killed. Because <laughs> I like how the show just sort of acts like death is just like, oh well, whatever, person died, whatever. Doop do. I I love I love this. I I love these guys. These guys do lots of videos like this. Yeah. Like one of my favorite ones is uh, is they did dubstep guns. Oh god. Let me find that <laughs> dubstep. I think I've, I think I've seen the dubstep. I think I've seen the dubstep guns before. Yeah, there it is. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, it, now these guys are good. These guys are funny, and uh, let's see what else do we have. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Chu, have you seen G Gundam? I've seen parts of it on TV and was completely in awe of we, <laughs> how ridiculous it was. We, we need some guests for G Gundam. Oh, I wouldn't be able to talk about it at length. Oh. I, I've only seen clips. I've only seen about. Ten episodes total. I'm going to have to check this one out. This, All this right. is ridiculously awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go now, but uh, thank you uh, for enlightening me with these amazing clips. And uh, <laughs> sorry again for being so heated during. No, the no, no, no. We no. I like. <laughs> I, I'd rather have a heat. Like I said, I'd rather have heated than us just going. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but I, I need to go as well. So. 
Okay. Thanks so much okay. for having me. It was awesome talking to you again, Chu, and uh, yeah. have me on again whenever y'all want. No problem. Right. Take care, right. and I respect your opinion. So. <laughs> oh, well, I, res- I respect your opinion, and I will die for it. Whoa. I respect my opinion, too. <laughs> no, no. Yay! I don't respect Yay. your opinion. Aw. I do. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care, Good night. Good night.